Hi, I'm Aislinn Waite, and welcome to Just a Tele, where the topics are hot, the laughs are endless, and the conversation is everything. We're talking about it all, from relationships, work, life, God, and so much more. Life is stressful, and I'm here to help. So grab your wine and a snack, and let's get into it. This is Just a Tele. Hey guys, welcome back to Just a Tell <laughs> So we are going to do things a little different today. We've got a little video format today. You can't if you're listening to it, but you can see it somewhere else. Um, so I have some special guests with me here today. I'm going to go around the square the way I see it. So we're going to start on my right with Pat. So introduce yourself. Say what's up to the people. Uh Hey, I'm Pat. Um, I'm from Northern Virginia, and uh, I just uh, finished up my master's in education. I'm hoping to teach social studies, so uh, I've had a lot of learning on my plate, and, you know, there's plenty of white guys out there screwing it up, and I don't want to be one of those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. (laughs) So, Therese, you're next. Hey everybody, my name is Patrice. I also live in Northern Virginia, but from Culpeper. I've known Aislinn for most of her life, but um, about me, I've also um, hosted and co-hosted two failed podcasts in the past, so this is nothing new to me, so let's go. (laughs) Amen. Hey, hey, the truth is the truth. No No pressure. Right. Okay, big head. Oh, uh, my name is Colbert. I'm from Northern Virginia, but currently live in Southwest Virginia. So pray for me that I get up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we're saying a mighty prayer that Colbert gets up, up out of there. <laughs> and you guys already know me. I'm your fearless host. Um, and this is the gang today. So. Without further ado, we're going to jump right into it, and let's kick it off with, you know how we do it here, the word on the street. If you haven't already gotten your wine, I suggest you do it now, because some of these stories, they're going to, you're going to look at me sideways, because I'm telling the story. So let's start with, uh, let's make it sad, and then we'll move on. So most of you already know, but if you do not, Tamar Braxton was rushed to the hospital um, for an apparent suicide attempt. Um, I posted that earlier this week, but it looks like update wise, she she is responsive. So now she's being transferred to a mental health facility. So we still don't know what put her there, what pushed her there. Um, I have heard that sources say that um, has a lot to do with her contract with WE and the way that they've done the not weed? Weed? Weed TV. Oh, okay. Gotcha. gotcha. What'd you think I said? I thought you said weed. I'm like, who's the no, guy not that. weed? Not that. Oh, I that weed too. Wait, what did you say? Weed. W-E-T-V. It's oh, a network. Weed. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> weed TV. Um, it has it has a lot to do. That's what they say. I don't know. But it has a lot to do with um, her and her sister's contract with we and how they've done the Braxton's dirty. Granted, the Braxton's have brought them not only the Braxton Family Values, but several spinoff shows and made we a lot of money. And Tamar recently had a show that has not made it, but the way that she was portrayed in the show really like triggered her. 
So from my understanding, I think she's just kind of at the end of her rope with being mistreated by the people who she's bringing in the books for. So what are our thoughts? I feel like Tamar's had issues for years. So I'm I'm not surprised at this. Um, I don't want to say this is typical Tamar behavior, but I mean, prayers up for her and her, her mental health and her well-being. Um, I just hope that she really gets the help and support um, that she needs and, you know, no criticism um, from fans in the world. And, and likewise, you know, we just want everybody to get better at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I think every, like, mental health is really sensitive right now with everything that's going on. Um, I think everybody's very, like, on their toes about themselves and others. Like Patrice said, just prayers up because right now it's a really tough and sensitive time for everybody. I believe, you know, everybody's thinking about the same things and then have their own personal lives to consider. So, yeah. Yeah. There's just so much, like, time to just, uh, for some of us, you know, just sit around and just kind of dwell on things. So, you know, check up on your friends, you know, see what's up with them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I will say, and I put this in my story earlier, I think that, granted, the Braxton's themselves, I think most of them, come off as extroverts but people oftentimes think that the most extroverted person in your group is always going to be okay like they don't go through anything they're always happy they're always bubbly and they don't realize that like sometimes that's a front sometimes they're always happy and bubbly because like if they're not doing that they're going to be crying all the time so even if that person is like the strong like pat said check up on your friends even if that person is a strong person in the group or they're like the most outgoing person in the group they still need you to check up on them and yes you have priorities we all have priorities but like when somebody's struggling sometimes your priority needs to just be pushed to the side for a second to make sure that that person doesn't end up like tamar or worse not here to tell the story mm-hmm. like i know i'm say this and i'm going home um <laughs> at the height of all of the things that are happening in the world and in culture right now I was not doing okay I was mentally not like it just it just all hit me at once and like working in corporate America having to go to work going through the things that I like I had experienced at work having people profile me and like disrespect the heck out of me because I was helping a customer speaking Spanish because I was speaking Spanish to that customer like I just I went through a lot and I remember texting, we have a group chat, me, Colbert, and Kylie. And I texted the group chat and I was like, I am not okay. And Colbert was like, he didn't even text back. He was like, do, do, do. The FaceTime just comes in. He's like, what's going on? <laughs> so it's it's good to, I'm not saying drop your whole life, but sometimes when people need you, they need you. Right. Yeah. Moving on, uh, I think somebody who needs Jesus is... Do you guys watch the Housewives franchises at all? Uh-uh. I know. Yeah, just shake your head. Hold I know it. you don't. They, the Potomac Housewives are right in y'all's backyard. Literally, y'all probably pass them on the street, don't even realize it. Yeah. But, uh, yep. What do you say? I know. So, um, Teresa, I don't know if you know Teresa Judice from the New Jersey franchise. She's probably one of the most popular ones just because um, of the whole legal situation with her and Joe. I know her face, but I don't know nothing about her. Yeah. Well, Teresa has a daughter. Her oldest daughter, Gia. Gia is 19 years young, and she is a college sophomore, freshman. She got a nose job. 
and she even hiding from the world. And Teresa out here commending Gia for her nose job. Now, right now, her face looks a little messed up because she's swollen. But Teresa's out here like, I'm so proud of my daughter. She loves herself. She got a nose job? She got a nose job, and she's like... And she loves herself? So proud of her. Self-confident. She loves herself, but she got a nose job. Help me, help me understand, Patrice, because... I mean, let, let's just call a thing a thing. The girl's unhappy. Her nose wasn't right. She wanted it right. She got it fixed. There's no reason to put more things on something that doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Patrice answered the question for me, so I'm, <laughs> I'm okay now. She's also 19. Like, I mean, I thought about getting a nose job at 19, too, but, like, I was 19. I also thought about dating women at 19 as well. Mm-hmm. And here we are, so. I mean, when you have endless money, what you gonna do with it? Just spend it on your face. You have to have endless money. Remember, her her dad just got out of prison for tax fraud. They don't have no money. Oh, dang, they they going through it. (laughs) The man has been deported. He's sitting in Italy right now trying to get a ticket home. Mm. Well, when all else paying for that college education. They probably still got shell accounts somewhere. You know, the Caymans, Delaware, Nevada. Great places to set up shell corporations. I'm sure it was seized by the IRS when, um, you if know. they could find it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm with Pat on this one. Y'all are so trifling. <laughs> He's not wrong. He is not wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I think that's it for Gia. I don't really have anything else to say about that. My 19-year-old is not getting a nose job. Um, if she if she really feels that unhappy about her face, that's a conversation that we need to have mother to daughter. That's not a let's go visit Dr. Miami and fix you up kind of thing. All I know is I'm not I'm not paying that money. That's all I'm saying. Ain't that's a dime will not come out of my pocket. If you want to do that with your money, <laughs> but a dime will not come out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I concur. <laughs> All the frugal parents in the house. <laughs> when you work with kids, you understand like to choose your battles, and that's one I'm not gonna fight you over. Do what you want, but that's your money. Which is Teresa's money now, because I doubt that Gia just paid for that. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. So. Normally, I say the the biggest thing for last. So the question is, both of these are kind of deep. So do you want to talk about little baby, or you want to talk about Kanye first? Little baby, let's get let's get little baby out the way. <laughs> you ain't gonna do little baby. You ain't gonna do little baby like that. I don't know none of his songs, but he all right for what he posted. <laughs> so, little baby, he what was this? A tweet? A picture of sorts? I don't know. Little Baby said that black people can be racist. If you treat black people a certain way, then, okay, sorry, the grammar. Let me, let me fix this up for you. So basically what Little Baby said was, um, if you treat, if black people treat other black people a certain way versus the way that they treat white people, then they're racist. You have to treat everybody equal. So I think a lot of people misinterpreted this because you know, this has been going around the um, reverse racism and how it doesn't exist. And so I think a lot of people were like, how are you going to say black people can be racist? We already said reverse racism doesn't exist. But what he's trying to say is something that a lot of us, I think, my interpretation 
is that what he's trying to say is that like the way we treat each other makes us racist against each other in a sense. Uh-uh, Colbert looking. Colbert's eyes you got me cracking up. <laughs> you stuff like that. Keep looking up. And I'm just like, huh? I'm gonna let y'all tackle it first because I'm a little confused. <laughs> I, I think I'm a little confused too. Okay. So. And I'm ordering he, food for my niece right now, so I'm a little bit distracted. So go for you're it. Fired. You are fired. So here's my thought, okay? And I could just be interpreting this wrong, but I'm trying to give little baby some credit. Um, I think perhaps what little baby is saying uh, could be the thing that I say all the time about black men not protecting black women. I think perhaps racist is not the word, but at the end of the day, as a black man, if you can look at another black woman and be like, eh, she ain't worth nothing, but Becky over here is worth it all, you're trifling and you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And don't you can't, you cannot, you can absolutely date outside of your race and say Black Lives Matter. What you cannot do is date outside of your race. Put down the women or the people of the opposite sex who you don't date of your race and be like, oh, I don't date them because they're this. They look like monkeys. They look like gorillas. They're ghetto. They're ratchet. They're this. They're that. And then say Black Lives Matter because to you, Black Lives don't matter. Light-skinned lives matter to you. Mixed lives matter to you. But Black Lives, not all Black Lives do not matter to you. So... You can't have it both ways. I think that might be where he was going with that. So can you say his quote one more time, please? Yeah. yeah. Um, he said, if you treat black people a certain way, I'm a, this is the exact quote. If you treat black people a certain way than white people, then you're racist. He, as an I, him, treat them all equal. So he's just saying racism is wrong? <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Like, I'm not hearing anything. Like, <laughs> I think that I, I think this is one of those times where, like, when the weed kick in too good, and like you have a thought, but it's not like it sounds so good in your head. But it's right. Cause that ain't it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, little baby. I tried to help you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm pass on this one. <laughs> this child says she got to pass. I can't pass. <laughs> there's like we come up with so many great ways to like divide each other, and you know, there's there's just so much division that like it can turn it into like infighting all the all these different things so i mean i don't i don't really know but Mm -hmm. it kind of seems like he's talking about the division within us and how we can always kind of put people into different boxes and Mm -hmm. like stop putting people into boxes see i like what that said better that makes more sense yeah that makes a lot more sense (laughs) I did, I did. Well, we don't know what little baby was really trying to say, but that made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's talk about your friend. <sighs> Everybody had to pick a deep breath. <laughs> so, child, just say a prayer for Kanye because. 
Kanye is in the headlines doing Kanye things. Um, Colbert, take it away. <laughs> I mean, so we're talking about the rally, right? Well, the the meeting spot, yeah, whatever you call it. We're talking about him going to the building and having his campaign for why he's president or the tweet. The tweets. The multiple tweets. Okay, give me give me a lot of context because I do know what you're talking about, but I need context. Basically, he well, the newest one. Lord have mercy. He, that's what I was saying. So much with him. Yeah, the newest one. Well, you know, he tweeted all the things about like he he's been trying to divorce Kim, and they Kim and Chris tried to send him to send him away for his mental health, and uh, Kim was had an entanglement with Meek Mill. First of all, you got to be blind and deaf if you're trying to have an entanglement with Meek Mill. Because just looking at Meek Mill gives me dreams and nightmares. Hello. I mean, Kim has a... a, Well, we're not talking about Kim right now, so proceed. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot we can say about Kim. We need a whole different show for Kim. Yeah. Somebody go ahead. I mean... Go ahead, Pat. I, <laughs> I mean, I just, it's weird just thinking how he's gone from, you know, George Bush hates black, black people to, you know, Donald Trump is my man. And like, it's just, I don't know how you do a 180 like that, but, you know, I'm not in his head. <laughs> Perfectly perfect. Like, that's from one end to another. That's perfectly put. Because Kanye has been on an up and down roller coaster from the beginning of time. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, well, you know, Kanye's going to do what he does. If he puts out an album, I'll listen to it and see if it's good or not. And my one of my uh, my cousin's husband always says that you're the selfish type of Christian because you really can care less about what they're doing. And I'm like, I, I really don't. I mean, he's not plugged into anybody He's not doing anything that I see as progressive, but they, but then again, I don't know what he's doing behind closed doors. But then again, he's getting small business like, loans from Trump for Jesus. Like he's buying into the fraud. <laughs> yeah, I just—he's all over the place, and it's just like, okay, you're gonna do you, Kanye. He is all over the place, and I think the 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 I don't want to call it an excuse, but the the being bipolar or whatever, it's it's resurfacing and kind of in making everything heightened at this point you know i feel bad for the dude but at the same time you said you don't want to take your meds so this this is where we're at right now so mm-hmm. you're, you're going to keep being viewed as this firecracker or this person who like a ticking time bomb at any time who wants to go around for president until you really you know have a come to jesus moment come to jesus not to jesus moment oh. with yourself and you get your own life mm-hmm. right you know, you can't keep putting these things off on, you know, I'm not taking my meds or, you know, things been going downhill since my mother died and all these other things. Like, you have to take accountability and responsibility at some point. And he's beyond that point, And we can't blame Kim for that. We can't blame the Kardashians for that. Kanye needs to take hold of his own life and figure out what it is that he needs to be in this world. I don't think it's president. <laughs> Absolutely that <is> not. Crazy. <laughs> On a lot. So I just don't understand. Like if you, like Patrice said, if you're not going to take accountability for anything, do not expect change from that person. 
He's going to yeah. do what he wants to do. He's going to throw the victim card. He's going to try to play the role and try to play the media and, and us as, as people that watch him. He's going to do what he wants to create headlines. But it's up to the people around him and the people within his circle to be like, hey, we need to talk to you. Hey, you need to do this. Because I always tell people as far as um, it goes with his political and religious beliefs, like if he says something wrong and he has friends that don't call him out, they're not his friends. And clearly he doesn't have any friends around him. That's his main issue. Agree. Yeah. And it's like what you said, to do stuff, to create headlines. He married the queen of creating headlines out of nothing. So, of course, I mean, no, we can't blame Kim for the state that he's in, but I can absolutely give Kim a side eye for being like, ah, you, you didn't, you're not saying nothing to him, Kim. Like, hey, babe, maybe you shouldn't go over to TMZ and say that slavery for 400 years was a choice. Hey, babe, maybe I'm just going to take the phone. I'm just going to, no, it's cool. But, no, we just, no phones tonight, babe. No, it's, but, it's a, but, but like, that's, that's, that's the thing, though. We don't know that she hasn't done these things. Yep, and when you have yep. a person like Kanye who has all these billions of dollars, who has people who work for him who are going to keep enabling him, then we're never going to get to the bottom of it. And we can, we're, we're going to keep this whole cycle going of blaming Kim for things that we don't know if she's even doing or not. And I'm not even saying that you're wrong for that. But it's kind of just one of those situations that we don't know. I hope uh-huh. that she's helping her husband and not, you know, perpetuating this BS for him to be and continue to be a headline. Um, and just to pick up more seasons of their show that should have been canceled <coughs> years ago. Yeah. But I mean, you keep giving Chris Jenner things to to spend in the gold, and she's going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not give this blame on Kim whatsoever. Like you're going to have to take a hundred percent responsibility for your actions. It's not on another man or another woman. Period. Kanye has had these actions actions happen before Kim, and he's having them now. Like it's it's just Kanye being Kanye at this point, and he has some unresolved, undealt emotion that he needs to deal with. Yeah. You think it'd be this bad if he stayed with Amber Rose? Child, once his mother left. <laughs> she was there. She was there when his mom wasn't was it her? When his mom died, she was there. But they broke up right after. I think so. I'm not entirely sure, but I don't think anybody really needs to be with Amber Rose. That again, another topic for another show. <laughs> Well, there you go. Um, y'all think Kim had an entanglement with Meek Mill? When? <laughs> when did she have the time? That's what I'm saying. Apparently she did, child. Apparently she had an entanglement. Kim's out here having 15 kids, running these businesses, and then freeing people from prison. Meek Mill been in prison. Maybe that's where the entanglement <laughs> happened. <laughs> You know what? I mean, you put two and two together. Uh, uh, moving on. <laughs> I mean, let's, huh? Nothing, nothing. I can't. Um, so we're going to move on to big ups, but I realized that there's something that I know. Well, I do it sometimes. I haven't done it in a while. And, um, I forgot to do it. I normally do it at the beginning. So, um, shout out to everybody that's listening. Uh, 
like my fault. Shout out to everybody who's listening from everywhere, all over the globe. What's up? Can I get a woo woo from the U.S.? Yeah. Woo woo. Yeah, you just gonna have to scratch that. Ireland is in the house. Top of the morning. What's going on, Ireland? Canada, I love you. You love me. I love y'all. You're my favorite. I'm coming to see y'all when this is over. I've been saying that. I mean it. Brazil, what's Gucci? Hello. <laughs> Nigeria is in the house. That's news to me, but hey. <laughs> y'all can tell I've been in quarantine because I haven't keeping up with nothing for this podcast, but I'm here now. Nigeria, what's going on? We love you. Motherland. Germany, how you doing? Hello. <laughs> yeah, what, what is it, Pat? Say hello to the folks in Germany. One time, Deutschland. See, there you go. That's why we keep Pat around. Um, India, y'all have been in my DMs, in my comments. I see y'all. I love y'all. I need you to calm down. I need, I need you to calm down. <laughs> I love you. Um, Cameroon. What's up, Cameroon? Some of the most beautiful women on this planet are from Cameroon. Come on, somebody. Philippines, always here. And Georgia, that's over in Russia, by Russia. It's down They'd above be very Florida. If you call it Russia, yeah. Scratch they... <laughs> uh, that, scratch that, scratch that. <laughs> they, they have some history, you know. <laughs> hey, y'all, what's going on? Welcome, yep. welcome to the <laughs> It is what it is. Patrice said that. It was Patrice that said that. I yeah, I said it. I said it. <laughs> she said it. She said it. Moving on to big ups. Um, I don't know if y'all saw this, but let's go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Something was in here. That's supposed to be yes. Okay, Walmart. Apparently, Walmart is going to close all of their stores on Thanksgiving this year for the first time in thirty years. Get all your green beans, huh, before the 28th, because if you don't, you can't get them from Walmart. Get them from 7-Eleven. Good. Because <laughs> them heathens ain't never going to close. Yes. Walmart is closing. So we'll see what they do for Christmas. Y'all think they're going to close up for Christmas? I'm hoping so. I'm going I'm to I'm put, put in some hope and some faith in there. If they're doing it for Thanksgiving, I think yeah. they can sprinkle some grace in there. They need to. <laughs> I hope Pat, so. Pat said no. I mean, it, it's Walmart. They're like not great guys, you know. It's just like, oh, you know, think good about us for a second. It's a little, it's a little nugget, you know. I can't argue that. Uh, well, apparently now, you know, they're making people wear a mask to enter the store. Look long enough. But you know, the hillbillies—they have a problem with that. Exactly, Pat. Definitely took long enough. I mean, they um, they have a problem with dental hygiene as well, so. With dental hygiene? Yeah. You said hillbillies have a problem with wearing masks. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is she talking about? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, they, but Target is not requiring people to wear a mask when they enter. Like, you can just go up and Target like it ain't nothing i'll be having to hold my tongue because there'll be people without masks talking all out on their phone and i'm like this is not this is not it this is mm, 
People talking loud on their phone in the store is annoying, period. No, I don't mind it, but especially with the corona going on and you just have your hot breath that possibly has corona in it all over the store, that's a problem. That's a big problem. (laughs) All of the Jesus in me to continue to move on. I agree. Mm -mm. You said your hot breath. Mm-mm. Bro, goodbye. Um, where is the story? This one, y'all probably not gonna care about this one, but I thought it was interesting. You know how the scans are gonna have to change their name. Finally. Finally gonna have to change your name. Um, so for Madden 21, they're not going to give the skins will be included, but they and they'll be in color, but it'll just be a generic Washington team. <laughs> That's what they yeah. are anyway. <laughs> No, why don't they just rename them the perennial Washington team? <laughs> What'd you say? They should just be called the perennial disappointments. Like that's what they really are. And I'm a Redskins fan, and I and I, they get on my nerves. <laughs> I will tell anybody any season that the Redskins get on my last nerve. So them changing their name to be a Dallas fan. I will never be a Dallas fan. You know, Dallas is trifling. Did y'all know, sidebar, y'all know this whole thing with Dak Prescott and his contract going on? Hey, the man. You know these monkeys. Um, the deadline was, what was it, yesterday at 3 p.m.? They got him involved yesterday afternoon for, like, the, the negotiation of the contract. They're like, okay, so let's weigh in. Um, Dak, we're trying to negotiate this contract with you, and he literally didn't have enough time to get it done. So they screwed him into having to play under this franchise tag for whatever amount that they decided on this season. I just know that he said, they said, there was reports out there in the very beginning that he wanted more than 40 million a year. And I thought he was absolutely crazy for that. So if I was Dallas, I would have done what Dallas is doing. You're not getting that much money. Cause imagine if he was getting 40 million right now, you know how much Patrick Mahomes would be making? If I'm Patrick Mahomes and that got 40, I'm asking for 60. Patrick Mahomes deserves sixty. Yeah, but it but he would it would be easy to give it to him if Dak got forty, is what I'm saying, and that would not be good for any NFL team. Truth be told, so you're just gonna screw the man at the last minute? No, I don't agree with Dallas doing that. But Dak wanting more than forty mil is just absolutely ridiculous. Well, they said that. They're going to basically, well, I don't know. It'll depend on how things go this season, but they're going to have to fire the whole team to pay him next season. Sounds about right. <laughs> I would have just paid him this. I mean, granted, regardless if he's worth, I can't fire my whole team. It's going to be tough for them for the, these next few years if they don't figure that out. It's going to be tough for them. They still got DC in the division. That's two W's. <laughs> Very Pat. true. Bro, Pat gets on my nerves. <laughs> Very true. I cannot. Um, big ups to Madden. Okay, speaking of the NFL, did you see? The, so right now they're in talks about how they're going to do pre, not preseason, like training camp. Mm-hmm. And the players, for the first time forever, I feel like they never have anything to say about these things, but they said something this time. A lot of the players um, have like tweeted and posted and basically they're like, they're saying, I don't care about getting in here and practicing, but I care about my safety and my family's safety. So the players are pretty much like, we're not with the BS. Like you're gonna get us in here, you're gonna keep it clean, you're gonna keep us Corona free or we ain't practicing. 
Uh-huh. Only teachers around the country had that luxury. Gosh. I know. <laughs> well, Pastor Bowles already, she ain't going up in the building. I rebuke the devil. <laughs> she... Pastor English teacher Bowles ain't going up in no building. I tell you, I'm ready. Her kid's gonna get it just like this right here, virtual. <laughs> That's funny. It, it, it's a, it's a whole mess. Everything it, Corona it, really is a mess. There's there's no other way to put it. It's a whole mess. Sports should be canceled for the rest of 2020, but I've been said this when it first hit. So. Now they're talking about letting fans in the stadium with masks, as I, long as they wear masks. I was confused with that. I wanted to go read the port report, but I was too lazy to go read. But I was like, we're having fans at stadiums? I'm like, we're already trying to keep players safe, and now we're adding fans. Who gonna show up? Because all the yee said they ain't going. Watch it, at least you're going. If somebody can get floor seats or, or really, like, baseline seats for, like, $20, people gonna show up. People gonna risk it. Florida and Texas teams would definitely have sizable clouds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably true. All right. Last but not least, this one's kind of fun. You ready for this? Which phone number from a song do you remember? In the early 2000s, that was a thing. I know which one you remember, Pat. My Jones. <laughs> I did not think you were going to say Mike Jones. <laughs> that is so ratchet. Okay. Pat said Mike. What's the number? 281 330 Oh, I'm dead. Hey. I'm dead. I, I don't remember any phone number. Pat got it. None of them? 804-335-0051. Who's that? LOL smiley face. Oh. Soldier boy. What? I did okay. We all know uh, Disney for the phone, right? Six, seven, eight, triple nine. That's what I was thinking about. I yeah. was like, what's that song? Is that yes? Like- um, Alicia Keys, call for it now. 4608, and I'll be here. Yes, and well, this one's not from the early 2000s, but um, eight, six, seven, five, everybody called Jenny, seven, 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 ninety three, eleven. Eight seven seven cash now. That's, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> These bamas. Pat wins. Pat wins. I have an annuity and I uh-huh. have cash now. No, oh, don't do it. Eight seven seven cash now. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> that is the end of big up. So I don't know how this is gonna work video visually, but let's take a quick break and then. like what you're hearing? Can't get enough of the topics? Make sure to leave a comment and rate us five stars. We love to hear from you and we welcome your feedback. Have an advice question or topic suggestion for me? Download the Anchor app and leave me a voice message or DM me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Aislinn Wade. Follow Just a Teller to keep up with the podcast. Know someone who would love this podcast? Make sure you share it with them and tag Just to Tell Her with three R's or Aislinn Wade to receive a shout out. Follow Aislinn Wade on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Follow Just to Tell Her with three R's and Bible Brunch on Instagram 
And if you love health and fitness, follow Limitless underscore health 1114 on Instagram and Limitless Health slash AW on Facebook. All right, welcome back. So we're back and um, we're going to move on to flavor in your ears. So I like to keep this one is probably the shortest segment. I keep it simple, sweet. So I'm going to tell you what I'm listening to right now. Um, truthfully, I'm not really listening to anything <laughs> because um, I, what do you call the thing? Spotify, Spotify. They have like my on repeat. So I just like listen to like everything that's like recycled in the on repeat playlist. Also, they be calling me out on Sundays at church being like, you don't be listening to the songs, huh? No, I don't. And they got me good one Sunday because I definitely showed up and I was like, what are we singing? <laughs> so, but I have two for you. So my first one, you know, I always give you something that's like popping. Then I give you something like from the live worship playlist. So my first one is Do It by Chloe and Hallie. Y'all know who Chloe and Hallie are? I'm pretty terrible with names. So. I figured like Disney Channel show. I, <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Uh, Chloe and Hallie are Beyonce's protégés. So they started doing covers on YouTube and Beyonce discovered them. And Chloe sounds just like Beyonce when she be singing. Yes, she does. She'd be like, and Hallie is Ariel. I don't know if you remember that thing going around where everybody was like, no, Ariel can't be black. That's her sister, one half of the duo. Um, so they have this song. They have a whole album out. The album's actually pretty good. It's all right. I don't normally get through people's albums today, but this one's pretty good um it's called ungodly hour and their song do it is popping i use it a lot on my instagram stories so i like that song it's a good song um huh it's a good song it's a good song it's how we do it do it do it and what to do 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 uh, there you go with that <laughs> hey. that's my jam that's my jam uh that normally gets me through when i get on that bike at the gym, I'd be like, oh, I gotta do it. That song comes on, I'll get through them last 10 minutes, but other than that, I'd be so annoyed. Uh, and my other one, y'all are definitely not gonna know this song. And if you heard it, you'd probably be like, but it's so cute, I love it. It's called, y'all wanna make noise now? See, they don't ever wanna make noise out here until I get to doing something. Then they'd be like, let's just have a real day. Go in the house, it's raining. Anyway. This song is called Higher Than Mine by S.E.U. Worship. And I like, stop blinking so hard, Pat. <laughs> blink a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm a blinker. I don't believe you. I think you're judging right now. It's cute. It sounds like a little, like, pop song. But, like, it's like a, it's cute. It's, it sounds like something that Kesha would sing. If she was singing about the Lord. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that's her subject matter. <laughs> <laughs> but if she was, that's what it sounds like. It's cute. It's cute. Anybody got anything to add? Not really. Uh, also, The Box by Roddy Rich. <laughs> Honestly, High Fashion by Roddy Rich, too. 
That's what people, they say that one's better than the box. I like the high fashion better. I don't really like Roddy Rich, so. You're fine. You know there's a versus going on right now with DMX and Snoop Dogg. Yes. What? Yeah. We are loyal to you because that versus is going on. As, as we speak, it just started. Mm-hmm. Aw. Y'all, y'all some real friends. Mm-hmm. I love y'all. I'm not your friend, though. <sighs> I felt that one. All right. So all of these songs can be heard on Spotify, Apple Music, or Amazon Music. <laughs> If you're looking, if I wasn't your friend, I wouldn't be here to listen. I swear, next time I'm, if I didn't love you, what? I wouldn't give you crap all the time. You know what? One day, one day. At least you didn't used to sit on my head like your friend did when I was young. She probably never told you that she used to abuse me when when my mom would go to her classes and conferences and stuff at night. Mm-hmm. It's in the name, yo. It's in the name. Y'all are trifling. She used to sit on my head. She used to hit me with a wood spoon. She bit me one time. Y'all think my sister's so nice. She's not. She been over there camp smiling at y'all talking about, hey, good morning. How are you? Yeah, good to see she. Wait, wait, hold on. I cannot let you talk about my best friend like that. Oh. <laughs> I would say she was my, my best friend first, but I guess technically that and is not true. And my namesake. <laughs> and my zodiac sign sake all that stuff now i'm not gonna say she didn't do all that stuff but she did she has grown growth she has grown from sitting on my head i bet you should do it again if she had to though she better not and i'd help her i'll fight her now i'm old enough now give it this elbow right here but she came to sit you know Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into the topic. So, um, so everyone knows why they're here. I want to talk about, um, and I'm going to leave the floor open for you three more so than me. Like I'll chime in here and there, but I want to leave the floor open for you guys because they hear me talk every week. They're probably tired of it. So that's why y'all are here. Um, but I want to talk about like what's going on today. We all know, first of all, your president is an idiot. Um, we ain't eating Goya beans no more. Doja Cat is trifling as heck. And it's crazy out here. People are protesting, people are rioting, people, police officers, certain police officers are acting like they've lost all their good God given sense. So I'm gonna take it from, I, I think. Although I believe that we've always had a fever in this country, um, I think that what really brought it to a head was the death of George Floyd. And I feel like that sparked an outrage like we have not seen in a long time. And for whatever reason, that outrage has gotten people to a point where they're like, we're not letting this go until there is finally some change. So I wanna talk about, for the people who don't understand it and who don't get it, why do you think that like that was the turning point and let's just go from there so whoever wants to go first the floor is yours you know all this trees go ahead now that's rude (laughs) (laughs) now i can start first i 
I mean, just to answer your your question, you know, clearly, I feel for me the the turning point has to start. It, it started with George Floyd because there was this video of a man with a knee on his neck not showing any type of resistance regardless of what what got us to this point we've seen the evidence of non-resistance and then the death of this man at the hands of the police um and then that just kind of once you open one door it's going to open up the world of all these other things so one thing trickles to another to another to another and now we have people who actually get it people who understand who actually understand what black black lives matter means now so i really don't like the term ally but you do have a lot of people who didn't understand it before they get it now and now they want to fight that same fight with us so that Mm -hmm. for me is why this was the biggest moment and the turning point for that whole this whole climate of of the country right now what do you consider the allies that have always been because like pat i think i don't i almost don't consider pat an ally i consider pat one of us because i feel like he came out the womb low and he's like he was he was this way before it was cool i i did not i so like in college and like even before that i had nowhere near the like ideas and thoughts that i have now like i definitely it takes a long time. Like, I grew up on Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh. Like, that's what my parents played on the way to school. So, like, I was kind of, you know, pushed into that. So it, t- it took a while for me to, like, kind of reevaluate things. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate that. But, no, it's definitely, like, it's been a process. And I have made countless mistakes in the past. So, I'm yeah. We all have. I know I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the, the growth in that is that you, you've learned from that. You you Your mind has evolved to something different than what it was before. And I think that's the, the point of what things or how things should be right now. And this is why I kind of don't like the term ally because now we're putting a label on something or a status for people to achieve to. Like, I don't want you to just to change your mind just to be an ally. I want you to be an ally for the sake of human decency yes yes yeah yeah i know for me answer your question is what is like made this bigger than it was in the past um i believe the video cameras were there the evidence were there you know every time something like this has happened in the past we've always stood up um and one of the things my friend has said in the past i mean recently is like we we stand up and then it kind of dies down kind of roller coaster effect i believe that the main thing that made this more gut-wrenching for everybody's the fact that we're we're also in the midst of a pandemic so now not only is all of this going on but honestly we don't have much to talk about we don't have much to do everybody's trying to figure out how to work from home and everything so with with the world slowing down low as it got on top of the fact that this has happened the the conversation people going outside and and uh protesting and doing everything it's because we got time Mm-hmm. We literally have time now. Like back then, I have to consider, okay, my job, I got to do this for my job. I got to do this for my family. All these things are going on. There's not much going down. So people, places are closed. Like, for example, a place like Chuck E. Cheese is closed. You know, something that's getting that much traffic now is closed. A place like Dave and Buster's is closed. So all of these places are closed. And now we have nothing but time and attention to focus on this specific manner. 
and and people are because of that you can see that even corporations now are saying because people have time and now are looking into the internal um leadership of our team we have to come out publicly and say that we we stand against racism so now with with all that being said because they had the time before all of this they have more than enough time to say all this but it would hurt the quote-unquote bottom line you see the contradiction of the nfl at first they were not for it and then when trump said something they were for it and then they were not for it again when kaepernick did his thing and now they're all of, all of a sudden for after their star players had to tell them that they need to say something you see the contradictions all through america um mm-hmm. The main, to answer your question, the main thing is the fact that we're in a pandemic and now our eyes are being open to Mm -hmm. everything that's going on. Our eyes are being open to what has been said for over centuries. And I I don't like when people say years because of the price movement happened years ago. This has been centuries of history that has been there. So I believe that the pandemic has really opened our eyes as a whole. Definitely. And also just like, we're what three and a half years into this administration and it's it's almost gotten to the point where like it seems like he's doubling down on like the things he's doing and the direction he's going where he's just like all right how far can i really push this before so it's i feel like it was kind of like a perfect storm especially with what colbert said like yeah we have tons of time if we didn't have this pandemic we would have to go to our jobs we'd have to shill for our capitalist overlords you know so we can actually like do things and actually make you see it even with the uh, the Washington football team you know the sponsors were like well we, we can't stand behind this you know like why why did it take this long to change that when it's it's pretty freaking obvious that that's a slur you know like yeah. it's not rocket science mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think the yeah. biggest problem to what Pat was saying like people didn't see it as a problem because they they weren't offended by it. And that's one of the mm-hmm. biggest things that people don't really understand. Just because you're not offended doesn't mean that it's not offensive. And we mm-hmm. need to be understanding of each other's backgrounds, our cultures, our, our history to be able to progress and understand that, you know, what I'm saying is hurtful to you. And what can mm-hmm. I do to change my thoughts, my my knowledge, my behavior um, in an effort to move forward for us to be better in the future? And if I believe if more people, and this is, you know, black people, white people, whomever could do that, that's going to be one of the first steps into making this a better place for all of us to be. Well, aside from going out to vote on November 3rd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's important during this time as well um, for for all of us, I'll say, um, trying to educate one another and the, uh, the people closest to us. That's what I've been really you know, focusing on and pushing the agenda about. So I have, truth be told, I have two white friends, you know, and with both of them, I'm like, it's, these conversations are easy to have because they understand what's going on. But because of all this, I made sure to make it a priority now to also, you know, educate them as much as I can, help them in areas as much as I can, while also them understanding that not to rely on me. So I know I've taken like an initiative with one of my friends where every month we talk about what's going on. We do history. We do uh, we we read things. We look at videos and we talk about it together because there are there are biases that he's going to have that he naturally doesn't know is wrong. And the thing is, I told him this is a grown process for me as well, because now I'm learning when I'm learning about microaggressions, when I'm learning about the, the, the way that Native Americans were treated back in the day, I'm having 
kind of retrain and reform and renew my mind in areas that I didn't think I would have to. So I'm taking this opportunity as well to, to gain training and knowledge in areas that I wasn't big on. But at the same time, I believe this is really a moment for all of us to check the people around us and to make sure like we're, we're being a lot more diligent in helping the people around us, especially the ones we call friends. Mm-hmm. And I, I really didn't realize just like how like some little things like Aislinn, I know you posted something on Instagram about like eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Like I just thought that was a thing where you chose who was it during that tag. I had no idea that like it has these racist undertones or it has this racist mm-hmm. origin. And that there's so many things in life that like have that like origin story that have kind of been diluted over time by people just not knowing about it. So like read stuff. <laughs> and now I'm just- I technically can't buy no Aunt Jemima anymore because that's racism. Like, no, I can't do nothing. Did you not know that before this? I'm not gonna lie, I did not know. Not to this extent. Mm-mm. Really? I, I was. I did an anti. What is it? Anti-racism um, kind of training, and uh, uh, like a, a video that went in deep detail about it and things of that nature. And I was just like, oh my gosh! And I did it. That's what I mean by I'm learning as well. Like I knew certain things, but certain things that I just completely did not know. So it's like I'm not I'm not taking this as a moment to to say that oh white people are bad and they need to just get it right. No, I believe all of us we all have growing to do. Now I'm not dissolving anybody from their ignorance, but we all have growing to do. But now nah, I didn't know. Like I was just you know about Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben, no, I don't think I know about Uncle Ben. D, that's what I'm saying. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm better than anybody else because I have a lot of growing to do. But I, it's like I'm aware of certain things, but I don't know the deep history about some of the things I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you did you guys know about Aunt Jemima before this? I know you did. We grew up in the same town. I think that it depends on where you grew up, because I will say, uh, did you know Pat? Yeah, no, I... My my family made jokes when they actually like changed it originally. Like they updated her look and they were like, well, they took her out of her work clothes and stuff. And like you know, yeah. So I I learned about it through that. Yeah, and like that's, I mean, that's just how casual like racism can be. And it's, it's I didn't yeah. think about it that way. But like, what what the heck are you saying, dude? Like what? Yeah, yeah. we learned about that when I was in high school. And what's mm-hmm. funny is I have friends now that are like, oh, like, I'm for the cause. I didn't realize it before, but I realize it now. And, like, those same friends were the same ones that when we learned that in high school um, would say that about, oh, do you wear, like, that thing on your head when you go to bed? Like, like you're, like, Aunt Jemima. Like, like uh-huh. when I, I was in theater. And so uh-huh. I constantly got stereotypical black grandma, black mama roles, even if the grandma mama wasn't black it was like you you can do it you, you and like oh like people always aunt jemima like they, they would make jokes like that and even like um when white girls started to wear extensions you know it would be like oh great like if I, my hair was straight i would like it was like wavy before i went like natural and then like if it was straight it was like oh girl is that is that your hair or is that oh you got your weave in today like no not all of us wear weaves sarah like <laughs> We, we don't all know it's called my inches because I like take care of my hair, Sarah. First thing in life is mind your business. Second part, drink your water. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drink your water, folks. Right. And even like um, 
the thing I hung out with a lot of white people growing up. Like I was always, I guess, the token. Um, and, and the thing that I don't think people realize like was offensive, but they said it anyway, was like, "Oh, you're like an Oreo. You're like black on the outside, but like white on the inside. Like you're not like I, these are the same people that like I feel like were like highly blind to you know the fact that I was black. They're like, no, you're like my girl, like." Like the whole, oh, he's so articulate thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. yes. You don't talk like the rest of them, or you don't act like the rest of them, or you're different. You come from like a good family. Like, there's a yeah. whole pamphlet or a, an instruction manual on how you're supposed to talk and act and do things um, if you're born black. Like, that does not exist. Also, my mom is a speech pathologist and a reading specialist. What you thought I was just gonna come out like? Uh-huh. What? What? Oh, we would say scripts to mess with her, and she'd be like, "I rebuke the devil." No, I, I hear that all the time between me, all my friends. You know, you're, you, I've gotten the you're so articulate, or you know, you talk like a white girl, or you do this and that. Um, I don't really think putting a label on speaking or saying words the way that they are phonetically spelled and saying the saying them in that way is white or black or anything it's just me saying and pronouncing the letters the that are present mm-hmm. in these words mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's it if you have a problem with that then that's that's your issue it says more about you than it does about me yeah just because you're not saying it phonetically or quote unquote the right way doesn't mean you're not saying the thing right thing like if you're in class and maybe you don't use academic language per se you can still have the right answer and that's mm-hmm. why code switching is such like a big thing that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Definitely code switch at work. I think I've I've yelled at about that before easily. See, about me like, about code switching? I think I've I think I've yelled at you about that. I do that. My cousin used to do that when I was younger, and I used to get so frustrated because it's two. It would be two different people on the phone. One on the phone. And then one that I talked to, and I used to get so frustrated because I, I, in me, I'm like, I never want to change myself for any, anything or anyone. I've mm-hmm. never wanted to do that. Like I need to, I need to be respectful at all times, but I don't need to change who I am, change my voice, change my stance, change my posture for anybody. Like mm-hmm. if I do it for one person, I feel like I should do it across the board, not do it for only a select few. And who assembled the quote unquote right way to do it? guys who look like me and had the power and suppressed and oppressed other people. Yep. Yeah. And that's why it's the right way to do things. Right, right, right. Uh Yeah. You yelled at me for code switching. I should punch you in your Look, look. Me and you have went back and forth countless amount of times. I know, you get on my nerves. (laughs) 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 You're taking my soul. I just talked about that at work as far as um, I'm in like a trauma-informed care network group at my job trying to make our agency a whole lot more trauma-informed. So respecting the fact that people come from traumatic backgrounds and um, storylines. So we're trying to make our culture a lot more um, aware when it comes to that. Talked about the aspect of manipulation and how it's played in corporate America. Um, An example I gave in our meeting was how, for example, a supervisor can come up to you in a way and ask you a question that seems like they're trying to collaborate with you mentally 
but the underlining the underlining thing they're trying to get you to do is always still try to side on their side so like that form of manipulation and control is in the workplace because like you said pat people who look like you have have formed a way of communication even in corporate america so how do we avoid that and how do we because i'm like me personally i can't talk like that i feel so i feel i feel disgusting if i try to talk to somebody like that to try them to, to force them to to take my side i don't feel right about that so the code switching goes with i mean that's all that we do notice how when we're with people we're comfortable with we talk one way and as soon as we go to work majority of times we're a totally different person and i really do my best to avoid that while being respectful at the same time some of us also just sound like like we just talk like that but people think that we're code switching mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I've had an instance where somebody code switched to me and she was neither black nor white. Huh. She she huh. would come in, she was like the head of our marketing department or, or something of that nature. And she would come into the office every day and speak to our, our white coworkers and say, you know, good morning, hello, how are you, things like that. But when she came around black people, it was, what up? Yo, what's going on? I'm like, you can speak to me the same way that you speak to them just because my skin's a little bit darker than theirs the same rules apply you can still say hello good morning how are you i don't mm-hmm. respond to what up yo i don't know that's that's not my deal because mm-hmm. we all talk like that apparently but i feel like there's also some like people in the black community that expect you to sound like that too like i know we had this conversation on um amongst a few of us at church and like that's why i don't be praying in front of them because like they'd be they'd be making fun of me because i feel they'd be like oh sounds like life point like you know because the difference between me like somebody else praying is like oh father like we thank you like shower down your anointing like to them that sounds like life point versus they'd be like right now god in the name of jesus i'm asking you for it's like we don't all sound like that are you did you are you shaking your head at me no, it's just, you know, how I feel about people doing all that extra stuff. A lot of times they'd be no, they just stop it. And it'd no. be so. Yeah. <laughs> just to get a reaction. Yeah. It'd be so annoying. I get, I'm, I'm the type to get up and walk out. I, I really am. It's, it's, at that point, we, we, I, I know what this is about. We're not doing this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't like the people that be like, yes, pastor. <laughs> sometimes the word be good though sometimes it's good no, like, yeah. sometimes i get it but you know the people that come in week by week day by day and do that every single time like they have their set lines yeah hallelujah production come on, is pastor. ready script That's is all ready right. they're ready Yes, every week. They know when to sit down, when to stand up, when to wave their hand, when to do every single thing. For what? Yeah. what you I like, mean, if you want a mic, just say you want a mic, go buy one and have one at your house. Preach at your house. So like, if you want a mic, do that. And you I'm know it's a production because it's like, it's clockwork. See, now we're getting off topic, but... Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Go ahead. Yeah. Move, move back, move back. But yeah, topic for another time. I hope that, I hope that wasn't loud. Knocked over this picture of my mama. Sorry. She's trying to tell you stop talking about her. I know. 
she would never that she she'd be like me she'd be like right now god i just i need you right now jesus <laughs> and that's why i'm gonna leave it because i don't want to get butt whooping no, uh, we, we definitely need jesus in these times because the, the the world is a is a crazy scary place it is and all the conspiracy theories about everything how how did everything become a conspiracy theory in the midst of all black, black lives matter is this and all they really want is trump out of office oh we're a cashless society oh the virus is fake oh the thing about these masks is because you always black have oh go ahead go ahead patrice i want to say like you have these people who who think wildly anyway so once they have that seed planted it's just going to fester it's going to grow then they're going to put it out to the world for other people who were thinking like them were just afraid to say it. And then it just mm. catches on like wildfire. It's it's the worst. Yeah. Just like Corona is spread by 5G. I mean, I, w- I would never understand it. I think it's like when people say stuff like that, the conspiracy theorists and all that, it's like, oh, Black Lives Matter is just trying to get Trump out of office. When I hear stuff like that, I'm like, but you understand that it was their way before Trump. Like, things of that nature. It's like, okay, so you're just here to get taglines and make sure that people are like, join your join your march, you know? So you're doing all this out of context, which is the most dangerous way to publicize anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything out of context is, is, is no truth at all to it. Yeah, I mean, people being people is what I can say on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why people like Graham Allen and the Hodge twins and uh, Terrence Williams are so dangerous because they do stuff like that. They purposefully take things out of context and then they purposefully like that because they know who they're talking to. So they'll say things and they'll be like, oh, well, like that situation with all the, the children that got killed in the city. I'm not going to dig back into it. But it's like, where was the justice for these babies? You think we don't care about those kids too? Like, it's just stuff like that. There is no black national anthem. It doesn't exist. This is just a racist thing. Like, no, sweetheart, just because, like, you don't know. That's like me saying Boot Scoot and Boogie isn't a song because I've never heard it. Our, our regular national anthem is just an English drinking song with some patriotic words to it. Like, it's all just really just meaningless symbols if you really want to dig deep into it. Like, no one actually ever died, quote unquote, for a flag. They, they died for a nation. Not yeah. Some stupid piece of cloth. Huh? Say it louder for the people on the back, Pat. Nah, say it for the front ones too. Yeah. Say it for the ones on the left too. And right. the right. Or you like talk about like the statues. Like, oh, if you erase the statues, you're going to erase history. As someone who studied German and German culture, guess how many statues of Hitler they have? Zero. And everybody knows about that guy. That guy. Right. He doesn't disappear. It's all about yeah. popping up some false narrative out of context, like we were talking about. Yeah, history doesn't go anywhere. Just because you get rid of a statue, the history is still there. We just don't need to see it every time we walk down the street. We're celebrated. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that's tough to see for people. Like, I always say the civil rights movement was only years ago. So you're, you're, you're looking at a, a generation of people who have witnessed things with their who have witnessed things being parents, and now who are witnessing things with their kids. Like, that's trauma that I would never be able to understand. You know, yeah. so somebody like Drew Brees comes out and said, you know, I don't I don't respect anybody who, who kneels to the flag because my, my grandparents fought for that flag. It's it's really disrespectful and offensive to say that when those when your grandparents were standing right beside African-Americans 
who fought for the flag and when they came back they were treated in uh, words can't even describe how they were treated this is the type of ptsd that that's going on for generations so it's just it's hard to hear all this and see it and and for people to not want to have the conversation that's what hurts me the most people mm-hmm. who have the talk out loud to the public but never want to really have the conversation internally to get help and get understanding i always say even if i think i'm right i still want to hear a different perspective because it helps me understand things that i'm not even considering yeah All right, Usher's coming and pass that off and play the okay. <laughs> Yeah. And I think how, like, so ingrained to their, like, identity. Like, it's, like, yeah. it, it was five years, and, like, we then, they then spent the next 80 years, like, creating in, in, into something that it never was, and it's it's so how is it so important to somebody like i that's something i just can't understand like colbert was saying like i mean if you want to tell me i'm probably not going to agree but like i'd like to kind of understand maybe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and did you care about them statues before they were talked about like did you did you go visit it did you go tell your kids about it did you express to your kids about the quote-unquote history of america or did you let the school system teach them that so it's like you're you're being very hypocritical, contradicting everything you're saying because you're not taking personal time and in, into investing into people that you say that this this means something to, you know. Now that it's saying, oh, let's take it down because they did represent um, people who were racist. It's like, oh no, it's fine because this is how our country grew up. And even though we've changed, you know, let's not forget our history. Like you said perfectly, Pat. There's nothing up about um, Hitler, and we will never forget about his heinous acts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What about like this? This kind of off topic, but not off topic. Like, what about like your friends um, who were not woke to this? Maybe when you were in high school, but they're woke now. But yet somehow they weren't woke when you expressed to them your discomfort with like the things that they were saying or doing in the past. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh huh. Yeah, I can't answer this. I'm disconnected from a lot of people I went to high school with, so I'm going to go ahead and, oh. and, and pass That's a good out. one. I would say for me, I don't have friends like that. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to one friend at least once a month about these issues. Um, but I know for, for me, I cut, I cut off a friend recently, and he was black because he was saying really, uh, for lack of better words, coonish, coonish comments, and he was acting in a coonish behavior. And I was like, I'm not tolerating this anymore. Bye-bye. So it's, it's for, I know that I'm very sensitive at this time because it's a no tolerance policy right now. Um, mm-hmm. But the people who, who who were woke but not woke and back and forth, that type of confusion will not be tolerated. You got a three seventy two hour um, policy to get your mind right because you will get cut off. Like it's it's really that simple at this point, especially when you're choosing ignorance. I can get it when you're just ignorant, you just don't know. But when you're choosing ignorance, that's a problem. I mean, as someone who was not woke in high school that has now gone, like, I can say there's there's a lot of guilt, you know? I, I look, and I've had plenty of time to, like, dwell and think about, like, all those things that, like, like I used to believe in, and I feel incredibly guilty. And, you know, it only, like, I got to figure out a way to, like, 
do something that moves the needle in some way positive, you know, because I, I feel like I've already contributed in some way to propagating those negative sort of ideo- ideologies that like, I got to do something, you know? Yeah. Right. And I'll take back hey. my statement. I do have some high school friends I still talk to, but those are the ones that I knew from that moment in school that mm-hmm. they were going to be down for me. They didn't see me for just, you know, a black person. They understood what I go through as a black person. So I still do talk to them to this day, but the other ones, not so much. Yeah, we don't we don't do the other ones. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> they, they, got, they got cut off the day after graduation. If not before that, I just tolerated it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, you guys already had your ten year reunion. See, ours is next year, so like, it's gonna be weird. Well, I'm coming up on our we're coming up on our twenty year reunion next week. I mean, next year. Well, we're probably not going to have it because of the corona, but I'm not really worried about it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I just told you all my age. That is so sad. <laughs> what she say? I just told you all my age. That is so sad. <laughs> Mine is in two years. We're in 2020. Yeah, mine is in two years. And I think it's like, I feel like this Corona stuff will, will be better in 2022. I think 2021 is going to be canceled as well. Oh, hold on. Yeah, it's 2020. I got plans. Oxford's making progress. Oxford's making progress. They're in stage two. Maybe next January or September. Yeah. Come on, somebody. <sighs> it's not going to fizzle out like... Uh, Somebody says, Mr. 45. Yeah. It's, it's just going to go away. You know head, where he's at. It's going to go away. It's going to disappear. It's going to be gone. Okay. <laughs> I can't. It's the get orange your friend. Odin. Somebody get your friend. Get your friend. He in here acting up. It's the orange ogre. FBI calling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that... um like you guys said, like, you know, you, there's a lot of friends that like you don't talk to in Colbert, like you cut people off and like Pat doesn't like people. So <laughs> that's the way to go. <laughs> so, but I think it's, and I, I'm a people person. Like I love people, but like, first of all, make, book your eyes down and thank you. Thank you. Cause you really got a little happy on that one. <laughs> yeah, eyes back in your head. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard for me. I think that I have um, friends. I don't want to call anybody out. I have friends. Let's say friends. That way nobody feels singled out. Um, that I've been friends with since like preschool. And a lot of those things I said about like being an Oreo, about the Aunt Jemima jokes, stuff like that. Like they've made comments like that. They've made jokes like that. They've let, let it be okay for other people to say that stuff when we were younger. And even, well, no, I'm not going to say that because that will give away. Um, they've, they've stood by and let people do things to me. Um, and like, they didn't, I, I guess they didn't realize that it was what it was. And I can give them a pass on that because when I was in high school, I didn't realize things either. I was really sheltered. But what's interesting to me is that now they get it right now. They're like, this is wrong. This is bad. But three years ago, when I told you, when you sat with me and we did a video and I told you that. The shirt that you're wearing for the logo of this specific celebrity they're problematic they don't like me or people that look like me and they have made that known and made comments it was like whatever like, like yeah oh no i'm so sorry but like now 
you know what I mean? Now that culture is like, no, that person really is that. Now you're like, oh God, now I gotta get rid of all the stuff. Like, maybe, maybe that's the difference between like the whole virtue signaling and like actually trying to do something or like you know, instead of just like, oh, I'm gonna post a black Instagram thing and I'm part of it. I'm part of the movement. Yeah. Not. Yeah. You don't get a participation trophy for this. That's not how this works. Talk about it. Talk Go about on and preach, bastard. <laughs> Ah, where's my offering <laughs> that's good yeah i think that's what a lot of people are doing it for you know it's like if i do it then i can at least uh have this arrow off my back but it's like you don't understand that this is not just a moment this is a lifetime we live in this skin every single day i'm full-fledged Ghanaian, so therefore i'm african i don't understand that side of african-american 100 percent, but i understand the side that when we both get pulled over we get looked at the same way so yeah. this is not this is not just a moment like this is forever so even in corporate america now it's being talked about um now um jobs are okay with this conversation to a certain extent it's like you don't and that this is this is really late this is really really late like when don't don't like pat said don't give yourself a participation award because you're encouraging these conversations now this needed to happen when complaints came to you that you know there was um, some racial tension there and you didn't want to do anything about it. There should have been when there's complaints about, you know, sexual harassment and you waited till it became a big deal to do something about it. Again, majority of the laws in this world were created based off reactionary measures and not proactive type of thinking. So it's like, if we continue to operate as a people, because it's not just the countries, people are all across the nation. If we continue to operate as a people, very reactive, then we're just going to be doomed for the rest of our lives and Mm -hmm. generate after us we're gonna have to teach people what this what this really does and what this really means so until we become proactive it's about to be a lot of trouble yeah definitely and like how do we become proactive that's a great question i think it starts i think this moment is a prime time moment to become proactive which means now that everything is going on you're doing your own type of history. You're doing your own type of research. You're having different conversations. You're joining a community group that ha- that you feel safe in, that you can you can open up even if you're ignorant. Hey, I don't understand. Can you help me? Hey, I don't understand what black why blackface is bad. I'm not saying that it's good, but I just want some understanding on it. Or you can just majority of the time do the research on your own because I can speak for myself as a black man. I'm tired because I've been trying to help people even when I was in college. I was trying to help people understand this, and people didn't. When you're when you're fighting for money um, for um, minority groups, and you have forces fighting you, but it's like undisclosed forces. You have people in the background fighting you, and you have people in front of your face. These are the times to do your own research, do your own type of thinking, um, and be proactive now. Don't wait till another moment comes, because if you do, you like think about what's going on in America now. When people are finding things out, now you're getting fired. It's a no tolerance policy. So Mm -hmm. do your own homework now. Figure this out. Join groups. Have these conversations. Because if you don't, you will get left behind for the worst reasons now. And don't be afraid to step up to tell someone that they're being offensive or racist or anything. And when you see it, call it out. Mm -hmm. Call it what it is. And don't let it fester and to to get to these other points. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to get involved. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. What if that person is somebody close to you? Call them out. A a parent of. That's the best people to do it to. I've talked to you about this specifically, Aislinn. 
These are the best people to call out. I will give you 120% of me when I know you for real and you're acting ignorant and you're choosing ignorance because I'm not saying that this is a reflection of me, but if I call you, if you're a part of my family that I didn't choose or you're a part of my family that I did choose, you are the first person I need to make sure I help if I'm considering you family. Those are the, I think that's, if you can't help the people around you, you're definitely not going to be, be able to help anybody else. It's impossible. Those are the best people. That's the best time to do it. No excuses, Aislinn. I know what, what you're doing. What if you don't want to be educated, though? Then you've done your part. You can't force nobody. It's their to choice. Yep. Yes, yeah, it's their choice. But you have to step up and say something. Now, if you don't say something, that's on you. If you do say something, they don't want it. That's, again, they've chosen the side of ignorance. That's nothing you can do about that. But you can't cut them off. And you should cut them off. Yep. She knows. She She knows. She knows I don't agree with the stuff that she's saying. And she, she knows what time it is. She's very aware, you know, so it's not like she doesn't know. Mm -hmm. But have you had that conversation with her where it's the conversation that y'all need to have? Look, I'm like, what do we need to talk about? Cause I <laughs> you know, because, because when you say she knows it's, it can be that uh, unspoken she knows. But that's what I'm saying. Like nowadays, we need to we need to call it out. We need to say what it is. Call a spade a spade. Speak about it. Have that conversation. If that person is choosing the side of ignorance, then you need to leave that person alone completely. That's how I feel about 2020. That's just me. 2020, where we leave you in the dust. You get it left. Uh, you said what, Pat? A line's been drawn. Yes, perfectly yep. put. Yep. Yep. Perfectly put. Mm-hmm. Yep. What side so of history you want willing to be on? Get out of the way. Both of y'all look at the same time. Go ahead, say yeah. it again, Pat. Oh, I just said it's a hip hop world. Keep up or get out of the way. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> <laughs> Pat probably came in here and y'all were like, "Oh, wow, this is so exciting, some diversity." No, Pat is wild. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you say patrice no if the line is drawn you need to figure out what side of history you're going to be on what side of that line are you choosing to be a part of i agree yeah. it's like one day this will be history one day this will be in textbooks that are taught in my classroom potentially like I, i'm gonna need to say like where i was because the kids are gonna ask yeah yeah, yeah. I think that's an exciting opportunity for you, Pat. Like knowing that, you know, you're a history teacher, you're going to teach about this stuff in one day. You're going to be teaching about 2020. And <laughs> that's going to be like, you know, you can make your own story, your own assignment out of that. But to, to yeah. talk about what side you chose and why, because I believe that where the world is transitioning to, um, back then it was really, this is what you're going to teach no matter what, and you're not going to put your personal opinion on it. Mm -hmm. And I, the future, you're going to have, the opportunity to put your own style and your own twist on things and because you can talk to the to the to the kids in a way that is um receptive and it's not so textbook you're going to be able to really tell real life stories so they're not going to be like oh you're ancient pat or whatever it is you know but you're going to be able to really talk to them because i would say for all of us be ready for what the future holds because it's going to be nothing like what we were used to yeah definitely mm-hmm Amen. <laughs>
to think it all started with a chicken sandwich. No, that's the joke. You haven't seen that meme where it's like me telling my grandkids about 2020. It all started with that daggone chicken sandwich. The Popeye's chicken sandwich? Are you playing right now? Oh, y'all got me. See, I'm learning. First of all, that chicken sandwich was great. Y'all know how when Lil Wayne came out with his mixtape or album, they was like, if I don't hear the light, like the um, the flicker of the, the uh, lighter, the, yeah, you got to reset. That's how I felt about the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I said, if I bite into it and it doesn't crunch, I got to restart. Um, <laughs> if it doesn't have, and it had the crunch, I'm trying to tell you, that Popeye's chicken sandwich was better than Chick-fil-A. I said it here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. The evangelicals about to get you for that one. <laughs> <laughs> they about to light you up for that. Well, brother, we only serve one God, and he's the God of a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. How dare you? That Popeye's chicken is devil chicken. Why do you think it tastes like that? The devil always gives you something that seems better. Sandwich was everything. Did y'all eat the chicken sandwich? I'm a fan. I, I stuck with my number two combo platter. You know, I I need some chicken skin. I don't need no. I don't need that bread. Just give me the chicken, my biscuit, my doctor pepper, <laughs> my Cajun fries. Yo, that is something I'm trying to tell y'all. That you supposed to get it. That is so true. <laughs> You get a wing, you get a drumstick, and like a thigh. It's the it's the total package. It's the total chicken. Do you only eat in the dark meat? You're not eating breast and. Oh, if it's chicken, I'll eat it. Like I don't. What? <laughs> that is a trip. Yeah. You said I don't breading on it. Put some breading on it. Oh my god. <laughs> A mess. I ate the chicken sandwich before I stopped eating meat. And uh... y'all can have that no eating meat life. I don't care what happens, because when my body go, when my soul goes to heaven, it goes. So therefore, I'm gonna eat. I don't care what y'all. Mm-mm, I'm eating. I'm gonna make sure you know I do my exercise and whatnot. But cutting out meat, that ain't happening. What? Huh? Did you just hit us with the timeout? Patrice has left the building. Patrice has left the building. We don't know where she went, but she'll be back. I'm still here. <laughs> She's here. We can't talk about her. Oh, back, back, back. Anyway, what were we saying about Patrice Wood? <laughs> I heard all of that, child. I was not gone that far. She was right there. She was right there. So, listen, children of the corn. Um, Who of the wood? <laughs> this has been a lovely i'm proud of you all i'm very glad that you came thank you so much um thank you for having wanted- us yes thank you for having oh yes of course um so listen i feel like there are layers to this discussion i feel like there's so many other things that we could talk about we just don't want to do it all in one episode um so what i want to do is i want you to hit our listeners with your closing remarks we're going to wrap this one up and then we can reconvene next week. Is everybody okay with that? Next Wednesday? We can do Wednesday, Thursday, whatever you want to do, Tuesday. Text, text, and I'll let you know. You know how I am. You know my nerves. You act like you're the president. You ain't got nowhere to go. You just said it. We got time. 
Hit me up on Sunday and then we'll see what happens. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, give me strength to deal with Colbert. <laughs> because I can't. I can't. Yeah, this was good. We were supposed to have somebody else on the call, but I feel like the flow was the, not just the flow, but like the vibe was a lot better without that person. So I'm glad that he was uninvited. And if he watches this and he gets upset, I don't care. So, closing remarks. Let's start with Pat. We'll go down. Treese and Colbert will be last, or I guess I'll be last, but we'll go. Pat's next to me, so Pat, go. I mean, all I got is wear your mask. It's not hard. Like, just yes, Pat. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Pastor. Oh, you better preach, sir. Come on. That's yes. Hard. Where's my offering? Go on. Somebody go get my purse. <laughs> What's your greatest thing? Get my pocketbook. Uh-huh. Where are you mad? Come on, Pastor. That's right, Pastor. Look, now we can back the pastor up. That's right, Pastor. Come on, Pastor. Yeah. <laughs> you better preach, sir. Yes, sir. Mm. Uh, yeah, wear your mask, and we all have a responsibility and an opportunity to both do better and be better. So let's go get it. Let's go get, get it. Plugged in. Get plugged in. Find a group of people, both like your friends and people you don't know. Start having these conversations. Start doing some reading. Do something to help yourself and to help the people around you. Yeah. Um, educate yourself. Google is your friend. The internet is your friend. Books are still useful so use them and um don't be afraid to speak up uh people pleasing is going to get you nowhere and it'll put you in an early grave and i can tell you that firsthand so there you go all right if if you so please please tell the folks where to find you on the internet um yeah i'm not on facebook i'm on instagram so tt renee 20 is where you can find me and all you business people, I'm on LinkedIn at Patrice Wormley. I mean, I just got P-Bill 33. I draw a bunch of pictures of, of the characters from The Wire. And uh, I post them on Instagram. So that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Also, you got time now. Watch The Wire. It's a great show. <laughs> that is wild. That's binge You're right, Pat. Um, this is weird because it's like the first time I've done this. But Corporate uh, Osei at Instagram. That's all you need to find me at. I don't really use anything else, so. Come on, name. Yeah, so, yeah. Say, say it one more time for the folks who didn't hear you. Cobra Osei Owusu. Oh! Come on, name. Oh, extra. Yo, I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going to do it because somebody might be offended. <laughs> uh, you already know what it is. At Aislin Wade on everything. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I thought I missed a finger. I was like, hey, Twitter. Um, you can follow Just Teller on Instagram. Um, that's Teller with three R's. Um, Bible.brunch on Instagram. We have not done a Bible brunch in a while, but we are going to get back to it. And we have a special guest preacher coming up. She has my face. So, (laughs) 
That would be cool. And if you're into health and fitness, you guys know what time it is. You can follow at Limitless Health underscore 114. You already know the deal. You know me. So thank you so much for being here. You could have been anywhere else, but you chose to be here listening to us ramble on and on and on. And so for that, we are eternally grateful. We will see you guys in the next one. And make sure you share it with a friend. 